0: Who you with? Who you with? Who you with? You know how we get started on this side. Quick roll call. We're my Saints fans, my Falcon fans, my Buck fans, my Panther fans. Whether you keep pounding and firing off them cannons, rising up and yelling out who that. Whatever you do to support your team, I'm just glad that you're here supporting me. I, Darian the Mouth of the South Gray, the one and only host of Point Blank, period. If you're looking for me on Instagram, you can find me at underscore Mouth of the South and on Twitter at South Exclusives. Coming to you from the Jansport per usual. And today I got a special guest with me, in studio, in the bag with me, I have Tremel Jeffers, the host of Cheesehead Talk, the podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. How about you? We're doing good. So on this episode, it's going to be a little special, guys. So on the first half, you're going to hear me. You're going to hear point blank, period. On the back half, you're going to have him. We're interviewing each other. We're just flipping the script. So don't forget, y'all go over there, y'all check him out. He's providing the best Packers content out today. I promise you, I wouldn't lie to you, point blank, period. But without further ado, let's get into it. You ready? I'm ready. All right, first question. The Packers last year, there were some holes. They were 13-3, and three, very successful, but there were some holes. But now this year, it just feels different. What's different about the team in 2020 as opposed to
1: 2019? Uh, I feel like it's kind of the same. I think the difference between right now in 2020 and 2019 is we're putting the bad teams away. We're blowing them out of the water and we're not giving them a chance to hang around in the games. I think we still have the same problems. You know, the run game still hasn't changed on the defensive side. We still can't stop a nosebleed. That hasn't changed. But also at the wide receiver position, you know, we struggled with that last year, but Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, he's really stepped up so far, and Alan Lazard. But it's only week two, so I'm not going to put too much into it right now.
0: I do want to ask you, I know you said you don't want to put too much into it, and I understand it's very early into the season. But I have to ask, does the production of Valdez-Scantlin and Lazard maybe make you feel a
1: little bit better about not selecting a wide receiver in the draft? No, not at all, no. Because I think if we selected one of those wide receivers, that could have separated us from some of the teams in the NFC. And we could probably be the clear-cut favorites in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. But I think we're just right there with the other teams in the NFC right now. Okay, I want to stick on the wide receiver position. You got
0: Devontae Adams. He got hurt last week. He was playing well week one. Played well week two. He didn't get many touches because the, the defense was focused on stopping him. If he cannot go this week against the Saints, where's the
1: how do you turn for the offense? How does it impact them? What do they do now? Uh, I think it's just going to be a committee in every single position, The running back position. We're going to have to get Aaron Jones, his touches. You're going to see a lot of Jamal Williams. You're also going to see a lot of the rookie, A.J. Dillon. Also, our gadget player in Tyler Irvin, who, who can do it all, kick returns, running the football, receiving. He's going to get touches. And then Marquez Valdez-Scantlin and Alan Lazard, they're going to have to step up and sort the tight ends in Jay Sternberger, Josiah DeGuara, and also Robert Tanya. They're all going to have to step it up. So it's going to have to be a full-team effort on the offensive side. Now I want to focus on one of those
0: offensive guys specifically, and that is Aaron Jones, who had a monster day last week against the Lions. What is necessary for this to be replicated this week? And how important do you think that replication is for
1: a victory? Now, when I look at the New Orleans Saints, they have a very good run defense. They, I I think they finished top five last year in run defense. So I, I think it's gonna be real tough for Aaron Jones to run the football this week. And I do think the defense is gonna be keyed in on him. So we're going to have to give him as many touches as we can get him. Like I said, it's going to have to be a full-team effort. Aaron Jones, they're going to key in on him, so other guys are going to have to step up. I don't think he's going to have a big game this week. I think the last two weeks he had big games because he took, he took advantage of, of some bad defenses. I think that's what it was.
0: I couldn't talk about the Packers offense without at least discussing the man at the helm, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Look, he's physically gifted, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and we know he's been touched by the football gods. But this year, that's about the only thing he's been touched by. Clean jersey, very few pressures, very few sacks. I want you to talk
1: about the offensive line's performance this year. It's been great. That was one of the things I was complaining about this offseason. I didn't know what we were going to do at the right tackle position. You know, we let Brian Balaga walk in free agency. And also, I thought the right guard position – We had a hole at that spot as well. So I I really had a big problem with that going into the offseason. But they've only given up one sack in these first two games. Now, we really haven't seen a pass rush yet. But they're keeping Aaron Rodgers' jersey clean. They're doing their job. So I give them an A-plus so far in 2020.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, we talked off air. We've talked multiple times. And I know you were extremely upset about the Balaga Not about Belaga not being signed back. So it's good to hear at least that they have replaced him and had good enough production. Now I want to move to the defensive side of the ball. Specifically on that defensive line. You got Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith. I was looking for them. But when watching the Detroit game, what flashed to me was Rashawn Gary. Had a sack and a half. So I just want you to talk about the impact of
1: those three guys specifically. Well, you know, the Smith brothers, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're always going to get pressure. They're always going to get after the quarterback. And if Rashawn Gary can have that big leap like we expect him to have in year two, that is going to be huge. And that's going to give us one of the best pass rushing trios in the NFL, arguably the best. So I think that'll be big. I love what Rashawn Gary is doing. I love what he brings to the table. And I think he's going to have a big year this year. I think teams are going to have to worry about him as well. Yeah, what what worries me is the fact that with Gary,
0: now you can move Z'Darrius Smith all around. I've seen him attacking on the inside, and I think that's definitely something that the Saints are going to have to, you know, look forward to making sure they protect. Because Saints fans know that if he's on that left guard, and that's Andres Pete. He's good for one or two pressures. He's good for that. But let's talk. Where do you believe this team is the most vulnerable this team being the Packers
1: the run defense we can't stop a nosebleed at all with Kenny Clark without Kenny Clark it's it's a big problem and they need to go out and they need to sign Snacks Harrison I don't know what they're waiting for because it it hasn't improved from last year it's the same exact results and that's going to hurt us in the long run if we have the same team yeah, definitely. So last week, the trio of
0: Carrion Johnson, DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson for the Lions, they had success on both the run and by catching the, catching the ball. That's not a good <laughs> preview for if you have Alvin Kamara, who is one of the best running backs in the league at doing both. I understand you're worried. What do the Packers need to do? What solution do you have for
1: helping them stop Alvin Kamara this week? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see a stop in Alvin Kamara. I think the best we can do is contain him, but that's going to be tough to do. I just see Alvin Kamara having a big game in this one. He can run the football. He can break tackles. He's going to have big holes to run through. Like I said, our run defense is struggling, so he's going to have holes to run through, and if he doesn't, he can break out of tackles. He can escape. He can receive the ball. He's just a very gifted running back. And I think that's just a recipe for disaster for this defense. So
0: you've expressed multiple times that you are worried about the run defense of the
1: team. Is Alvin Kamara what scares you the most about the Saints? If not, what is? I would say Alvin Kamara. At first, it was Michael Thomas, but I'm not sure if he's going to play. But even if he does play, I would still say Alvin Kamara just because of his ability to run the football and catch the ball. He just does everything that we struggle with on the defensive side.
0: Okay, I don't think Michael Thomas is playing, honestly. But I do want to ask you about the man who would have been throwing Michael Thomas the ball, and that's Drew Brees. A lot has been made about what people perceive to be a sharp decline, and there's a deeper story into that. I've definitely expressed my frustration with his play through the first two weeks. I can't sit here and act like I didn't rush to that judgment and ask if he's watched. But let me ask you personally about Drew Brees. With the lack of accuracy he's shown, with the lack of arm strength that he continues to show,
1: how do you think this defense will decide to play him this week? Oh, I know they're going to have a lot of respect for Drew Brees. They're going to treat him like he's still in his prime and like he still has that strong arm that he had back in his prime years. So I don't think anything is going to change. I don't think it'll be anything special or anything. I think they're going to come out, they're going to treat it like it's the regular Drew Brees. Okay, a couple more questions before we get out of here and we flip the script for you.
0: First off, do you feel like the NFL fans, analysts, all of those people are already counting out the Saints? I think Not just in this game, excuse me, not just in this game, but in the season in general.
1: I think so. I think so. I don't. And the thing is, people are really disrespecting the Oakland Raiders, like they're just a bad team. But this team was one game away from making the playoffs last year. And they don't get a lot of primetime games, so the average NFL fan would know that. But Oakland is a very good football team. And they pretty much came in and they executed their strengths against you all in that game on Monday Night Football. And it was just a bad performance for you all. And I think that's what it was. I think you all just had a bad game. You all weren't disciplined. Too many flags. Too many penalties. And it just took you all out of you all game. It took y'all out of y'all's game. And it just messed everything up for you. But I think y'all will come back sharp against us. And it's going to be a very competitive game. Yeah, we're
0: hoping that what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know, first first, uh, first game in that building, what happens in Vegas has to stay in Vegas. But let me ask you this. Do you believe that after facing well, me say this: facing the Saints this week, y'all went against the Vikings, y'all went against the Lions, and have looked phenomenal. And I'm not trying to discredit you as a team at all. Do you feel like this is actually the first real test you will be facing this year?
1: Yes, it is. This is the test right here. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, possibly Michael Thomas, still have Emmanuel Sanders. And then at defense, y'all have playmakers. Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore. This is our first test of the 2020 season. Alright, last thing, prediction for the game. Hmm, prediction for the game. Oh, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna go with the Saints in this one. 31 to 27. I think we'll get our first loss of the season.
0: Okay, I like I like ending it off with a with a nice little surprise. Now before we get into the Cheesehead head talking, you interviewing me, we're going to get in the vibe of the week. So we'll be right back. But it won't be point
2: blank period. <laughs> See y'all. Something for my God, some Elijah, and a little girl named Corrine. <laughs> so say the black of the bed, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I get my eyes and my sister's own welfare. If don't nobody else scared and uh I know they like to beat you down a lot. And when you come around the block, brothers clown a lot. But so please don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up. Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head up. And when he tells you you ain't nothing, don't believe And if you can't learn to love him, you, you should leave him. Cause sister, you don't need And I ain't trying tryna gash up, I just call him how I see him. You know what makes me unhappy? that brothers make babies and leave a young mother. Be a, and since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman, and I came from a woman, I wonder why we take from our women, why we rape our women, do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women, time to heal our women, be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when it's where to create one. So will the real men get up? I know you're fed up, ladies, but keep your hands up.
1: And now joining the podcast is one of my very good friends, Mr. Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. I'm so glad you could finally join the podcast. How are you, Mr. Gray? I'm good. I'm good. You know, we've
0: known each other forever, it feels like we've worked with each other on opposite you know on different things and now you got your podcast i got my own podcast and finally the Packers versus saints are playing so it's it's not just good for me it's an honor to be able to come on this platform with you i
1: appreciate you brother no problem at all now before we get into talking about the packers and the saints i want the audience to get a chance to know you a little bit you have a youtube channel and you also have a podcast called point blank period where you talk the nfc south football what made you decide to start a youtube channel and a podcast um,
0: you know, no disrespect. I don't know if Packer fans will understand this so much because Packers have, have a, a great franchise. But within the division, if you're not good, national platforms are not going to talk about these teams. The Saints, take out the people who are on the team, just the Saints, the Bucks, the Falcons, the Panthers, especially those, those last three because they haven't had a history of just being good. The Saints have been pretty good for about 10, 13 years. So that was for me, it was just, so often you don't hear these teams discussed. I am a Saints fan, and I didn't. I wanted to be different. You know, I I think I am a little different. You know, I'm not conventional. I'm young. I'm 22 years old. I just think it's a little bit different. That's why you hear on my podcast I got Vibe of the Week where I play music. It's just certain things that I wanted to do. So that's me personally. And I started the podcast just to be able to talk about teams that aren't discussed enough, in my opinion.
1: Well, this week. It's the Packers versus the New Orleans Saints, Sunday night football. And I hate to say it, but this week our friendship goes out the window on Sunday. It goes (laughs) out the window. We are not friends. I don't don't know you on Sunday night. (laughs) This is the matchup that we've been waiting to see. We've been waiting on this matchup forever. Finally, Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers on the same field. We've been having this debate. For years, who's better, Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees? We've had some very heated debates, and now they finally meet up on the field. It's been so long. So how are you feeling about this matchup coming up?
0: Um, I'm, First, I want you all to know he's currently at my house recording this podcast. We're still friends. But, but uh, as far as Rodgers versus Brees, man, for me, this isn't the best. This isn't a Rodgers versus Brees thing. I'm After these first two weeks, I'm not feeling the greatest. Like, if this was a one on one game, I wouldn't feel like we were I feel like almost like we were robbed because we didn't get it. You know? It's almost as if look at the Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather fight. That's how I would if this was a one-on-one matchup. Breeze is probably past his prime. I do I think it's as bad as everybody's making him out to be. Probably not. Might need to slow our roll a little bit. But he's past his prime. No doubt about it. So for me it's not even really a Rogers versus Breeze thing. It's really more Packers versus Saints. That's more so where I'm looking at it. If it was Rodgers versus Breeze, I'm not so certain that Breeze will outplay him. I don't have that same bravado that I've had even a year ago.
1: It's it's not exactly there like it used to be. Yeah, I thought last year was probably the perfect opportunity to pretty much settle the debate possibly in that playoff game. But y'all didn't hold y'all's end of the bargain thanks to Kirk Cousins. <sighs> He won right. it for us. It's alright. It's alright. It's alright. It's no sweat. It's no sweat. <laughs> now, last week, you all are coming off of a loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, thirty-four to twenty-four, on Monday Night Football. What what went wrong in that game? Um, I can give you the simple answer, or I can give you
0: the long answer. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it close to the simple answer because you might have more questions for it. But honestly, in that ball game, the team just did not play well. Uh, there's not really many other ways to phrase it. You look, Drew didn't play well. Um, a lot, there was a lot of miscommunication. The running game that running game of Alvin Kamara oh my chef kissed, but that was amazing. That was about it. Defensive line they couldn't get much pressure. A lot of times it was early passes, but even when it wasn't, they couldn't get pressure. Darren Waller who was second in the league in yards and receptions at the tight end position last year, showcased on prime time why he was second. And we threw a lot of people at him. Threw a lot of people at him. But it just did not work. So, Marshawn Lattimore didn't play up to Marshawn Lattimore level, but that's a conversation for another day. And honestly, the team just did not play well. There's probably... When I say a handful, I mean literally about 5 guys outside of the offensive line that played well. It's, it's it was difficult
1: to find many good performers on last week's game, and that's just what happened. There was no Michael Thomas in that game. How big was the absence of Michael Thomas and how big is it going to be the rest of the way if he misses some more games? It was important. I read something the other day that said the drop off between
0: Teddy or drop off from Breeze to Teddy last year was smaller than the drop-off between Michael Thomas to Emmanuel Sanders. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, it, that may be true because you look at it, a lot's been made about Drew's arm strength this year, but it's been like this for a while. And Long passes weren't, weren't part of our offense for like the last two to three years. But as far as Michael Thomas missing, there was some throws in there that it didn't matter who he was throwing to. He wasn't going to get it. I don't know if maybe Breeze just didn't feel as comfortable because, you know, Sanders is new. Um, you've seen how he threw to Traquan Smith, who he's known for a while, but for Michael Thomas, man, it just felt as if, I don't know how much of a difference he would have made. I think we're still losing that game, even if he played because everything around was just poor. The quarterback breeze was inaccurate in a way that I have not seen in a long time, a long, ever, (laughs) ever, man. Yeah. So I don't know how much of a difference Michael Thomas would have made. So I would have to wait to see this game to see how much of a difference he'd make going
1: forward. Now I want to talk about that defense in that game. Is this New Orleans Saints defense that bad or was it just a bad game? I think that
0: what a lot of people are missing out on is that they weren't that bad against Tampa Bay. They weren't. And there were some things in there that they weren't just about Tampa's inexperience playing together. The Saints lost a game against the Raiders in which they looked very bad. I'll admit, they looked very bad. But I don't expect I don't think that they should hold that Vegas game as the standard of the Saints. We had one really good performance where they had a pick six and pressured Brady all game. Then you had another one where they really couldn't get too many turnovers. They got one turnover, but it was gifted. And they couldn't get much pressure. So let's 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 see. You got two sides of everything. Let's let's slow down and let's not just say that the Saints defense is poor.
1: Let's give it one or two more games? Well, that's enough of last week's game. It's a brand new week. You know, you got us on Sunday Night Football. We come to yeah. New Orleans yeah. in the Superdome. Luckily, there are no fans because, in my opinion, that is the most difficult place to play in the NFL. To me, it is. It's up there. Yeah, definitely. But when you take a look at my Green Bay Packers, what do you see from this team? What, what worries you the most? What worries me the most is
0: Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, um, I know that Aaron Jones had a had a big game, but I'm gonna tell you why Rodgers worries me the most. It's because if the Saints' defensive line does not play up to par, he's gonna have a lot of time, and not only will he have a lot of time when there is some pressure, Rodgers has the 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 scramble drill ability down like that that he's very good at. You you know this, y'all know this. It's one of his biggest strengths, his ability to, to throw on the run and make plays happen. So that's why he scares me the most. I think that we can contain Aaron Jones a little bit better, honestly. I still think that our run defense, though, it wasn't the best last week. Like I said, everybody just played bad. But if we if we can't get any pressure, and that offensive line has been great, that's not what you want to you know really go up against.
1: So if we struggle to get pressure, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the thing that worries me the most. So, if the New Orleans Saints are going to get a victory in this game, what are the keys to victory? What do they have to do in this game to make sure they secure a win? One, get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, something
0: that the first two teams have not been able to do. One of our key pass rushers, Marcus Davenport, was finally limited in practice. He hasn't practiced all year. But that's number one. You got to get some pressure on on. uh On Aaron Rodgers. Number two, we have to get some consistency passing the ball. You have to do that. It's four four things that they have to do, in my opinion. Number two is you have to get some consistency passing the ball. Whether that's communication right, whether that's getting the accuracy of Drew Brees right, which still baffles me to say every time I say it, it's like, wow, we're questioning Drew Brees' accuracy. I have to question his arm strength, but his accuracy, wow. Three, do not abandon the run. Do not abandon Alvin Kamara. We we've discussed it that off that defensive line, or really that defense in general has not been good against the run. And even if they were, I'd still feel like Alvin Kamara needed more carries. He looked amazing last week, even against eight-man boxes. And then number four, and maybe one of the most important things is just cut out the penalties. A hundred yards in. In penalties, both week one and week two, cannot happen. This this Green Bay team is way too good for the Saints to make that many mistakes
1: and still win this ballgame. Well, before we get your score prediction, I want to play a little game. And it's a couple of matchups that we'll see on Sunday night. And I want to ask you, who's going to have the better game? And we'll start with the quarterback position. Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. All right, at the running back position, we have Alvin Kamara or Aaron Jones. Are we doing explanations or are we just saying it? Just saying it. Or okay. you can give an explanation if you want to.
0: Well, I just think that Rodgers has more around him to to work with, especially if he has his number one receiver, which I don't know if he will. But um you said Jones or Kamara? hmm Kamara. I think that uh I the Saints defense I have more confidence in stopping the running back than the Packers defense and I think that Demario Davis will do a pretty good job on Aaron Jones, at least at the run game. He made a spectacular catch last last week though. Made a spectacular catch. But I I have trust in DeMario Davis and that Saints defense.
1: Yeah, that was a spectacular catch. Not too bad for a guy who's not in Kamara's tax bracket. Okay, let's, like let's you get,
0: told me last week. Let's get this <laughs> out the way. Okay. I would love to know what Packer fans feel about this. This is in no way disrespect. I just do not believe that Aaron Jones, up until the point that I said it, which was before the season, and I still don't feel as such, commands the amount of money that Alvin Kamara got. I think that he got $15 million. I don't think many Packer fans are going to want to pay Aaron Jones $15 million. And if it wasn't Kamara, I don't think this would be a conversation. I don't think people would pay him Zeke money. But hey, Packer fans, y'all talk to him, see what he thinks. Or y'all talk to him, tell him what you guys think. But I just don't think he's in the same tax bracket. And y'all should hope he's not in that tax bracket. But I don't mean no slight to Aaron Jones. I've seen him with his little snicker chain. I've seen him. It's all right, man. Go ahead. Do your thing. You had a great game.
1: I'm not going to take nothing from that man. All right. Now let's get on the defensive side. Two of the best pass rushers in football, Cameron Jordan or Zadarius Smith? Who has the better game? Where does where does D-Bock play? Left or right? Left tackle. Who's the right tackle for um, you guys? Rick Wagner.
0: I don't even know why I asked that, man. Cameron Jordan has not shown anything from me, for me, this 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 year. He hasn't played well enough while well, Zadarius Smith has versatility and I think he can play over that left guard, and that gives me some some hesitancy. But you know what? I'm gonna say push, if that's okay with you. I'm I'm gonna just say that's a push. That's an even matchup.
1: Okay. And then the last matchup. Two of the best corners in football, two of my favorite corners actually, Marshawn Lattimore or Jair Alexander, who has the better game in this one?
0: If Devontae Adams plays, it's Marshawn Lattimore. Because y'all gotta know this. It's this thing about Marshawn where when he goes against top competition, the guy is amazing. Amazing. So yeah, I think I think that if it or it'll be more impressive. Jair probably had a better game because he ain't going against nobody. <laughs> but <laughs> Marshawn's performance will be more impressive if Devontae Adams play. If he doesn't, he may get low to sleep, and Valdes Scantlin might beat him. It's crazy to say, but as a top corner, looking on – I know from the outside looking out, it's probably crazy to say, but you almost want your secondary receiver to be going against Marshawn Lattimore because he might get laxadaisical. Lax- yeah,
1: that's been Marshawn Lattimore's problem, but – I think these are some real good matchups. I'm real excited. It's, it's more than the Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. I'm more excited about these other matchups than Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers. Just, I can't wait, man. Same, same. But once again, it was great to have you on the show. I'm super excited for this game on Sunday. And I would wish you good luck, but it's, it's tension with this matchup. We've <laughs> We've been having some beef for a couple of years with the Packers and the Saints. So I can't wish you good luck, but we'll see what the result is on Sunday. I got the Saints winning by a field goal. Oh yeah, score prediction. So you got it. You got the Saints winning by, by a field goal. Field goal. They've been disrespected all week.
0: i would heard that there's going to be a blowout and that the Packers going to hang 50 on them. The Saints are a team that don't they don't miss that kind of stuff and they really respond to it. So I think the Saints will respond.
1: Okay. Well, you heard it from the mouth of the south. He said the Saints are going to win by a field goal. So we'll see what happens on Sunday.